Kiki ki ma ma ma. This is the cult film showdown returning to Masters of Horror. My name is Jim and uh, I am leading this uh, adventure into the 2005 to 2007 series Masters of Horror. Uh, and uh, I am joined by the Cult Film Showdown All-Star Squadron, Mr. Nick. Hey, oh, what do you guys pay for gas, eh? Little off-brand humor, yes. <laughs> Old guys talking about movies, humor, yes. <laughs> and... Jack Hall. I guess since we've started the show, I should take my hands off my kiki ma ma ma. <laughs> Why do you got to make everything? <laughs> I think uh, I think at our age, if you can get any kiki from your ma ma ma, you should take, you should uh, treasure it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Masters of Horror. TV TV anthology uh, back in the days where that was a rare thing and uh, it featured some of the best writers and directors and occasionally cast uh, people uh, actors you know what you call them actors uh, from uh, from horror uh, so liars <laughs> so this time actors are liars that's true we are uh, we're talking about the episode pick me up uh, which is episode 11 from season one and uh, Jack, tell us who our masters of horror are this time. Well, we often are wondering whether or not this person qualifies as a master of horror. This one, the bloodlines for horror run deep, very deep. Larry Cohen um, is the director of the episode. Larry Cohen is known for It's Alive events and its sequels, uh, The Stuff and its sequels. Mm -hmm. Thank God, I thought you weren't going to mention this stuff. Oh, I was going to get there. Cue the Winged Serpent, which uh, he worked with oh, one of the actors in this. That's wonderful. In that film. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's um, later in his career, um, he passed away in 2019. Later in his career, he became known for writing mainstream Hollywood films like The Cellular and uh, Phone Booth, which uh, with Keith Sutherland and uh, Colin Farrell, mm -hmm. which is another oh. film, one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, terrific film. So, I mean, he's a uh, very accomplished horror director and uh, Maniac Cop series. He wrote that, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff like he's he's deep in the horror and the the script writer for this also uh, very deep in the horror world. Uh, David J. Scow, I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. There's a few ways you could pronounce that. I could have looked it up and uh, listened to the commentary track on. <laughs> Lacoon DVD because he did the commentary track for that to find out how to pronounce his name, but it seems like a lot of work. Uh, but yeah, he did the commentary track for that. He's written several horror novels and done several horror, uh, commentary tracks. Regular author for Fangoria. Um, did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Leatherface, um, The Crow. Uh, very, uh, another very, very accomplished and very uh, uh, studied or icon um 
the actors we mentioned cue the winged serpent uh michael moriarty one of my all-time favorite actors personal favorite uh who was in the cue the winged serpent is uh back to work with larry cohen again in this and uh feruza balk uh again i hope i pronounced the name right yeah uh, I think that's correct yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, she's she's known for films like Almost Famous and for being Ray Donovan and a whole bunch of stuff. But for horror fans, she's really well known and has a massive cult following for being in the teen horror film The Craft back in 1996. So the bloodlines for this one run really deep, which is probably why it's up there for competing for my favorite episode of the season. Nice. Uh did she, she was also, uh, I think she was the only actress from the craft who returned for the uh, the very long-awaited sequel. She might have uh, been, I'm not sure. A couple of years ago, see, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the sequel, so I don't know. But yeah, the sequel came out just a couple of years ago, didn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of depth in the, be in the bench for this one. Um, and... Uh, I also uh, really, really dug this um, as a uh, as a like a purer horror story than some of them have been. Uh, so, Nick, tell us what happens in this one. All right, you, what we have here is a group of bus travelers that get stranded at the side of the road, and be it be it pure coincidence, uh, two competing serial killers tropes start picking them off and they start to have like a little friendly competition one is the truck driver tote who picks people up and kills them the other is the hitchhiker uh trope that uh kills uh the people who pick him up um so they're sort of they just sort of go back and forth and start killing off all these people that are stranded or trying to get someplace without a ride and uh yeah and michael murray uh, michael murray chews up the scenery like i've never seen before <laughs> this was uh, definitely a strange time in his career um did he have a stroke by this point or was he just drinking uh by his by his <laughs> own uh, th this uh uh you're not far, uh, you're not far off on one of your guesses <laughs> uh he was uh, I believe if, if I've understood the timeline right, this is him uh, having just sobered up from being uh, very drunk for a very long time uh, by his own admission. Um, oh, he's so, so much fun doing this. I mean, this is so different from any other role he's ever had. You mm -hmm. know, you think of him in a certain way and in this, he just gets to, like he's having a, I think the whole cast was having fun from what I could tell. But he's having a blast, particularly just chewing it up. He did, uh, yeah, and he he did quite a bit of work with uh, with Larry Cohen uh, over the years. So I mean, there would have been that aspect as well. Yeah, he was, he was a headliner in like It's Alive, like way the way far back. So yeah, and several of the ones there that uh, that Jack mentioned. Uh, Ed, uh, cue the wing serpent and a couple of and the stuff he was in both of those i believe mm. um so yeah a lot of uh a lot of work between the two of them and, but yeah I the mean, i know i know we've said that larry cohen had a lot of horror work but very little straight horror work i mean all all his horror films are sort of 
almost parodies of horror horror films. Because well, it's saying live, come saying... on, Killer Babies, the stuff, Killer Marshmallows, stuff, fluff. <laughs> Uncle Sam, you're saying Uncle Sam from 1996 was a, a parody? Can't be. That was a great movie. I just quick IMDb check uh, seven collaborations between the two of them. Yeah, I believe it. And uh, six actually, and then the the great documentary, if you haven't seen it, King Cohen, uh, which is a feature length documentary about Larry Cohen. Uh, So he's interviewed. I have not seen that. Uh, it it pops up on streaming. It was on. I watched on on Tubi. I don't know that it's on there now, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great flick. Yeah, it's a great documentary. I don't know. I'm it's I'm in the middle of uh, if we're looking at documentaries of that type. I'm in the middle of uh, In Search of Darkness three on Shutter. Oh. Um, it is almost six hours. <laughs> I lo- I love those films. I had just heard that came out, and uh, I always I I have. Uh, I gotta have the fast forward button handy because there's this mix of if I if I'm never if I haven't been interested in it, I'm not gonna be interested in the bit that I'm watching. But if I haven't seen it and it catches my eye, then I don't want them to tell me how the movie ends. Uh, often <laughs> often they summarize the whole movie. Um, so it has Adrian Barbeau on Adrian Barbeau. It's oh, fantastic man. just for that. Oh yeah. There's a that's uh, that is a great way to find uh, find horror flicks. Those that series is amazing, and and yeah, they're now that's like what fifteen or tw- almost twenty hours now. Of... <laughs> oh yeah, they're long. The most the other ones were I think close to four hours. I think yeah, this one is almost six. So, so probably uh, more probably more than a dozen hours between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it. each one of these in search of darkness is is over. Four hours, and there's several of them. Yep, that's correct. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're 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 built um, in uh, as segments, so really you could break it up any way you like. Um, and uh, it's it's great for that. You can watch a little bit at a time, you because know, yeah, it's you know five to ten minutes on each movie, basically. Um, yeah, and, it's worth uh, multiple watches. Put it that way. As is the science fiction one in search of what was that. Uh, uh, beyond or something like that, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a, you know, or also Search good, of yeah. the Fantastic or something like that. Yeah, but the science fiction was great. Yeah. Um, and uh, people that you'll see in that, people like Larry Cohen and Michael Moriarty will be talked about <laughs> to bring it back to the Larry Cohen is in, in Search of Darkness one and two. Nice. He is in the first two. Unfortunately, I passed away for the third one, but yes, he is in the first two. Uh, so, I, as I was saying earlier, this uh, this episode, uh, it felt more like a kind of traditional horror short story than uh, some of the other episodes we've seen. Um, it is, uh, uh, it's it's got a bit of a linear thing, but I like the. I really love that the way they set off these two, um, these killers, the the driver and the drifter, uh, and this, as Michael Moriarty uh, says in in what could be a monologue that students perform, 
that acting students perform <laughs> explains the difference between uh, his philosophy of killing and <laughs> and his uh, young his young opponents. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't catch while I was watching it, but looking at the, I noticed in the credits, these characters are actually called Wheeler and Walker. Um, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and yeah, Fruzabalk, who's uh, who's just stuck in the middle of this thing. <laughs> Mind your own business. She's having fun too, I think. Like the whole thing, like it was exciting and uh, very exciting, funny at times, extremely mm -hmm. funny. Um, the end scene I thought was hilarious. <laughs> 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 I, I don't want to give away anything. I want people to watch this one. Uh, I don't know how much of a twist it is, but just um, they they eventually end up, the the uh, Hitchhiker and, and Michael Moriarty end up... Uh, in a fist fight and uh michael moriarty apparently has a broken arm and yet is throwing with both arms and uh and then afterwards they get picked up by an ambulance and the ambulance is asking him you know i mean you know all all about it and he's like i i went through a window what do you i'm innocent of anything and <laughs> and all this stuff and he's just chewing it up and i was laughing so freaking hard you know oh so great I, I, uh, there is multiple, like, like very, at the, right at the beginning, one of the characters is, is, uh, who's on the bus is very, uh, much like, don't talk to that person. They could be a serial killer. They could be, they could molest <laughs> children or something. They could, you never know. And it turns out like every other character in the film turns out to be actual serial <laughs> Well, that, that's my one sort of problem with this. All the bus people are despicable. I hated them all. I know it's a trope. But usually they give you like one little like character thing that you kind of want, like them a little bit. But I hated everybody. <laughs> Birdie. I especially hated Birdie. Oh, Birdie was friendly. Maybe overly so. To an annoying point. I couldn't <laughs> wait. And then they kill her off screen. That sucks. <laughs> she uh, she also had uh, so uh, that uh, Birdie was played by uh, Lorraine Landon, who uh, also had uh, a lot of uh, <clears throat> genre and horror in her uh, in her back catalog. Uh, including a bit part in the stuff, uh, America, America three thousand, which we've we've watched on we've uh, watched for uh, the our regular episodes of uh, Call Film Showdown. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, quite a while ago. That was the one where <laughs> there was the 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 tribe of uh, uh, the tribe. It was like the it was like Mad Max uh, with all women, and then was the dude that found the underground. Um, bunker and said he was president. Take your word for it. Is that I mean, the one? <laughs> it, it was the one where he could just tape stuff to his shotgun to upgrade it. Uh, oh. was it that one? <laughs> ah, now that's starting to sound familiar. Taping stuff to a shotgun to upgrade it sounds familiar. Oh, tremendous! It's the, I love uh, yeah, the, the, fer the ferals and the slaves. Uh, 
but also uh, Maniac Cop one and two. Um, so there you uh, go. yeah, some some really neat credits in her background. Uh, she is uh, she's uh, she's not around for a long time in this, but uh, uh, she enough to annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> she she makes <laughs> she makes friends quickly though, um, and uh, <laughs> we definitely. We definitely see that uh, that Jim Wheeler is not. Uh, he's pretty focused on task at hand. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't fraternize with the uh, with the prey. Uh, well, neither, neither one of these guys is what you would call a subtle killer. It's like if there was any police, and good thing for them there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's very little of anything around this place. Yeah. You know, I mean, they'd certainly uh, find them. I was disappointed we didn't see the the horrible thing that we didn't actually see that the, uh, the tease baby with two heads or demon baby with two heads that uh, that uh, is a roadside attraction. And they leave. Uh, yeah, they kind of leave that open whether whether he's uh, whether Wheeler has actually seen the the horrible thing. Uh, we, he we pass. Uh, Fruzabog passes a uh, a big billboard uh, by the side of the road that uh, I would love to get a poster of this image. Uh, it's a very 50s horror movie image, and it says that hor- the horrible thing, what is it? Cold beer, beer, and gifts. Or cold something, beer, and gifts is what it says on the billboard. The billboard's been, been seen better days. And uh, <laughs> uh, get from there. Sorry, what? I would get you a button from there. Oh, nice. And uh, yes, we do see that uh, that Wheeler has a button, but when she asks him about it, he seems to make up <laughs> what the horrible thing is <laughs> to explain why he has the button. Um, so I, I'm I'm very interested to, to go see the horrible thing. Um, and uh, I mean, presumably it's... Uh, I'm now Googling it to see if it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Making a road is it uh yeah is it, or yeah i wonder if it, it could be a reference to something uh from one of his other films the way that uh uh see you next wednesday is in the uh landis films <laughs> and uh the yeah it's it's funny that this is this it's a very deserted highway when the bus breaks down they they tell you that it's 20 miles back at uh, 20 miles back to one thing and 12 miles forward or vice versa so like it uh they do they do tell you it is uh very close to the middle of nowhere if not right there uh and uh uh and we and just to think that there's several um uh what in sandman they call collectors uh, work in this stretch of road when we see almost no other traffic. Uh, <laughs> it seems seems like a well fished area. No wonder. Well, uh, e- even the prey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count them out. I I was sort of betting on the rock and roll couple in the van to be doing some shit. Um, <laughs> they were also horrible people that I found <laughs> annoying. I think the chick was horrible. I thought she. Uh... She was just a little uh, friendly. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's uh, aside from uh, Fruza Balk, that's a theme. Uh, is that uh... she's unfriendly? Yeah. So this is a <laughs> film where if you're friendly, you get killed. If you're unfriendly, 
You live? No, well, maybe not. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> no, the boyfriend was pretty not receptive to... Uh... <laughs> By the way, the horrible thing does not seem to exist, but if you Google the horrible thing, there's some awesome images. Oh, nice. Nice. I did uh, really enjoy the snake thing uh, the, the hitchhiker had going on there. It's uh, I mean, that's one of the fun things about this format of of mini movie is that uh, there's you don't have a lot of time to take the to take side roads of the story with the story, so you you see the hitchhiker and he's got this thing for for snakes, um, but we never go further than that. <laughs> like it's it's this nice layer of character that is uh, it's not it's not overplayed is. Uh, like this guy is, uh, you know, you know, this guy is a predator, and uh, you know the snake, uh, the the snake is minding its own business, and people happen upon its path. Um, so when I when I when I searched the horrible thing, the first thing that came up was about a story about Pamela Anderson, and then a Bible quote. So uh, yeah. Oh, you're uh, Google. You must. You got to turn off your safe search. I'm. Um, uh, I I use uh, DuckDuckGo actually, so uh, uh, I get uh, I get. What was that? Said you're the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's. uh, I didn't know it's still down down before the gods over at uh, Google, (laughs) like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean. I say that, but I use every other Google product that's available, <laughs> including sharing all of the sharing all the photos and recordings of this uh, of this show on Drive. So uh, it's just the one spot that I picked. <laughs> My question for you guys in this in this uh, episode: mm-hmm. What's your favorite kill? My favorite kill, uh, oh, might be the. I think it's the girl in the, in the motel room. I I think it. I think because it's it's got a bit more. Uh, it's got a bit more style to it. Uh, as as Nick said, several of them, several of them happy happen off screen. Um, and uh, if this was a if this was a feature, you would you like every one of those would be filmed and then deleted and then put into an unrated cut. Michael <laughs> Michael Moretti sells the bus kill for me. Mm, yeah, um, that's, when he presses that guy with that door, yeah, you can tell he's liking it, man. <laughs> that's a solid one. Capitation, you mean? I yeah, a, I mean, you don't. I had a with the hitchhiker. The actor I didn't think was the strongest actor in the to hold up against Michael Mor- Moriarty. So that's what kind of ruined the motel kill for me. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. but, you know, he, he's good. He, he just who can who can compare to Michael Morari's performance here? I mean, he's got weird speech patterns and some sort of like New York, I guess, accent. I don't know. It could have been. You could tell me it's southern, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit out of. Uh, uh, it's about out of time. But out, he's out of place. into it. <laughs> Ah, uh, more Moriarty just just the knocks this the out snake of the park. Was fun. The kill with the snake was fun because it's mm, ridiculous. That's clever. Being, you're choking somebody with a snake. 
like a, a, a tiny little snake like that. Like that was that was fun. But yeah, I, I like the decapitation in the bus, even though you don't see the actual decapitation, just the image afterwards of the headless body and all the blood split up against the bus. <laughs> I thought was just hilarious again. Like this film, like like often, and, and we talk about this when we're doing our regular cult film showdown and we're scoring the films uh, based looking for the ultimate B movie. We're scoring it on five, uh, what are they, five unobjectable unob, un, or... Un, uh, we score the films in five categories, none of which is objective quality. Objective quality. That's it. So we're we're often we're talking about in those that the problem with the film is they didn't lean into it enough yeah. to be cult enough. Yeah. This film, this this short story, it leans into it, and mm -hmm. that's why I think what I loved about it is it it's like okay we're it's over the top, it's ridiculous, it's it's you know everything about it, but it's it's we just lean into it there's no logic behind it or anything that doesn't matter it's like sit back and enjoy mm -hmm. yeah it's like a, it's a campfire the tree, story. did she yeah. or the girl who got strapped to the tree did we ever see her kill i think that's as much as we see yeah She's michael like, moriarty discovers her walks away yeah. and then you just assume the other guy kills her mm -hmm. Yeah, we only see a couple of of actual. There's there's not that many. We, uh, I mean, most of, eh, the ones we do see are more mid kill than they are like the the coup de gras. Like the the bus one is one of the only ones we see the actual finish. Because uh, even the like the one I had mentioned, the the girl in the motel room, she's also like it, that scene happens part way through the operate uh, the uh, the the project. Uh, rather than uh, uh, a finale, uh, but yeah, this, I, I think like this feels like a like a campfire story. Like it's it's just got this nice little flow to it, um, and you uh, could, uh, I I would like to see this as a weekly series. It would be awesome, <laughs> or just a short. I mean, it works in any format. Just it is I just totally so unique. Think uniquely generic that you could do this for any amount of time mm -hmm. i i wanted to see the serial killers every week yeah no i wanted to see them team up these two that that's the one thing we didn't see that i really was hoping for was to see them team up but just because it's like they're they're so opposites attract you know <laughs> i thought they uh, were playing the opposite angle a little too hard you're just too critical. <laughs> You're looking for logic in this world. There's none in that. Uh, it's fun. I, I did do some. Uh, I did do some reading about Michael Moriarty because he's mentioned in one of the uh, uh, the canon film books. They they have an off. Uh, they have a an extra paragraph where it talks about the strange road he had later on in his career. Uh, but during this, basically around this time. Um, he had uh, uh, he had a uh, falling out with the producers of uh, I think it was Law and Order. He was on in the nineties, and uh, too conservative for him. It was which politically they were too conservative. He was he's more of a liberal, and and his character was very conservative. And nah, he's not now. Huh? <laughs> no, far far, far from it. Conservative is not 
liberal. Maybe it was the other way around, though. But uh, yeah, politically, he left for political reasons because they didn't they didn't follow his political beliefs. He uh, uh, he uh, is a controversial writer for a hardcore conservative magazine, uh, at least was a few years back, and uh, uh, also active uh, 9-11 truther and uh, uh, says that I uh, said it at, at least at that point uh, he he did consider running for president uh, in uh, back in the early 2000s um, and uh, <laughs> And well, they were too liberal for him. Law and Order, which is a very conservative <laughs> show, was too liberal for him. I love yeah, it. I, I don't think of law. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think of Law and Order as the as the um, you know the leftist Hollywood establishment, but <laughs> but I guess if you're starting from uh, the the best the best section I read about him was that he had uh, he had done some radio show and basically argued for. A uh, French Revolution style uprising against uh, uh, the Obamas and the Clintons. Um, <laughs> and that maybe they should start solving these things the old fashioned way. Uh, so he's a character. He's a character. Um, he's a character. No wonder he's not working much in Hollywood, though. <laughs> these views will not give you a lot of jobs. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's. Because as as we've mentioned many times, the show was filmed uh, in the Vancouver area, and I think he stayed out there for quite a while. Um, I, he may even still live in Canada, for for all I know. Um, he did. Well, live you, in guys, you guys just resurrected him. I thought he was gone. <laughs> I so I mean, this is, he's much more liberal than I thought. Yeah. He's uh, yeah he's he he took a long time off, but he does have a credit from from uh, two thousand twenty one. Uh, his jobs are for, are like far between for quite a while there. Um, so his uh, he's got a oh yes, and the the other thing is that I've been trying to track down this movie that he made himself in two thousand seven. He's only had three credits after that. Uh, he wrote and directed a movie called Hitler Meets Christ. Okay, this uh, I must see. <laughs> I know I really this this one you this one maybe you 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 put you share that son of a bitch. <laughs> this we may. Uh, uh, we might be able to. Uh, this Listener, this one would probably score on the regular show. Uh, it is. Uh, if you, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't need to know the plot. I'm already in. <laughs> <laughs> I am the plot. It, it is about. It's a, about as complex as the thing I just said. Um, <laughs> it, it only has. Uh, it sounds like something that was made as a stage play and then filmed, um, but uh, yeah, I've I've started digging around for it, but uh, it hasn't. It's not on the are my usually haunt, usual haunts, so so yeah. I mean, it it was cool seeing him in something where he is just so wacky and over the top. Um, having come across this bit of information not too long about how wacky and over the top he is as a person. Um, <laughs> Anything else we had to say about pick me up? Well, what about Canada spotting? I was just going to ask. I got. Is there a tree that you were able to place? <laughs> this this time I got nothing because the uh, uh, well one it's it's predominantly shot on a highway uh, and uh, I 
unless there was a, uh, a a sign in kilometers that they pass. I don't. I didn't catch anything this time. Uh, there's. The, We'll, we'll give an honorable mention to the fact that uh, Michael Moriarty uh, fled to Canada uh, to, uh, <laughs> to to escape the, the the fall of America that was happening at the time. What what's hilarious to me about that and and you know is America isn't conservative enough to him, so he flees <laughs> to British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> Canada's Portland is where he decided to go. I know it's I, I, Canada because America is not conservative. <laughs> just like 10 times less conservative. I, I, I love the uh, I love every election cycle when there's the. There's there's the the liberals are going to move to Canada, which is fine, and then the conservatives say they're going to move to Canada be, to escape the uh, the socialist takeover of America. And I'm like, I, I don't know. You probably should just wiki this like I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think you're gonna have to go too deep like <laughs> no. no just look up healthcare and you're good <laughs> do, you, do you have any basis that he he's a west coaster rather than an east coaster once he moved to Canada uh, I believe he just worked out of Vancouver yeah okay. uh, but uh, um, that's it's I mean, the information on him is uh, is much more scant since, as I said, he's only he's only had three movie credits. <laughs> I him because uh, during this time, I remember the, uh, the talk show fiasco he had in Canada. So, oh, I don't know that one. Um, Mike Bullard uh, show. He had a drunken appearance on that. Was <laughs> that's amazing. Memorable. Oh, that's awesome. See, okay. Oh, oh the amount of. The amount of extra viewing we got to do now. Um, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm wondering what his beard is now. What do you think? I'm picturing, <laughs> a, I'm picturing a beard at least down to his knees. I assume yeah. he's grow hair somewhere, yeah? Yeah, what what percentage of a letterman is what is what is he sporting? Is that what you're... That's basically, yeah. <laughs> what percentage of a letterman? I'd say three hundred and fifty percent. Awesome. No, I got nothing else to say about this except for people watch it. So much fun. Definitely one of the yeah, definitely one of the highlights uh, of this series so far, and uh, and and yeah, just a a great uh, great campfire horror story. I really I really like this one. It's, all right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode uh, of Masters of Horror. We we are we are committed to uh, to watching the whole series Masters of Horror now that we're uh, we're approaching the halfway point. Um, and uh, the Cold Film Showdown is sponsored by We Talk Podcasts. We Talk Podcasts has a Facebook and they have a Twitter. Cult Film Showdown is on Instagram as well. And we have a Patreon, so you can support our viewing of Masters of Horror. And uh, if, there, if we have enough uh, interest in this one, we're, we've already been eyeing up a couple of other anthology shows we could look at. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Watch the heck out of it. Uh, we've got a long archive of every episode of Cult Film Showdown is on uh, your favorite podcast app and on YouTube.
comment on YouTube. Don't forget that. Yes, please like, subscribe, and definitely comment. Uh, I am especially I, just like sir. <laughs> Nick has Nick has started watching the next episode. He's excited to uh, to get in. I'm actually searching for a clip for you, but <laughs> searching for the Mike Bullard drunk. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube, but don't click on it. You'll get a Kellogg's ad. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch this. I mean, I mean, while we're recording, the best that could happen is you get the actual clip from Mike Bullard, which is still not <laughs> what we're going for. <laughs> If you got your if you got your ad your ad block on, you might just go right to the right to someone else's interview about uh, uh, it's not about Masters of Horror. All right, well, from Nick and Jack and Mike Bullard and Michael Moriarty, this has been the Cult Film Showdown Special Series on Masters of Horror. We will be back next time with Episode Twelve, Season One, Hakel's Tale. Hakel's Tale. Hakel's Tale. If you just like the show, especially comment. That's our favorite. Yes. I, I love the comments. I love the comments. I, I, wait I love Hentai's tale. <laughs> Herschel's tale. Oh, Hack. so it's lies. Hackle. 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 Well, it does have a baby and lots of wanting to reproduce <laughs> in it. Anyway. Uh, it's Hey Kel. It's the uh, the founder of Ktel. All right. We will talk at you next time.